I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. All right, here we go. Ready? Yep. This week on Feel Good Friday, hemorrhoids, zits, ADHD, and hankies. I am a certified death doula. Sex is now a sport. And lupus treatment awoke a woman from a 20-year-long catatonia. You're just really nailing that now. I, I feel like... That was a good one. I think on I think on week one Catatonia You were It's Catatonia Yeah I think on week one You were an eight On week two Of doing this You were a nine And I would have to say This week You were a ten That was a ten ten. I feel really good About that one One take One take wonder Um, So look I got um, This is how I want To start this week off I've got a few points of personal privilege. Point of personal privilege. Um, I want to cover a few things. All right. And uh, I think these things are kind of interesting. So the first of my few points of personal privilege are. I got my very first hemorrhoid. Oh, whoa. At least I think or thought I did. Have you guys ever had a hemorrhoid? I don't really know because like I would I would say that I would say that I felt like I have had a hemorrhoid um which from what I understand a hemorrhoid is for me it's like when I when I use the toilet paper here okay. and I wipe my butt and don't use a tushy um I have like a painful right. uh anal sphincter for like yeah. so know, like a week. Not a hemorrhoid, I don't okay. think. So let, let me just look Let's, up Can how? that turn into a hemorrhoid? But is it a specific spot? Get a hem is it Dude, a guys, the, also the spelling of hemorrhoid, it's hard. <sighs> Man. Is it like, a, is it like diarrhea? It's, uh, how do you think you spell hemorrhoid? Uh, I'm going to say H. I haven't spelled, I haven't spelled it right once trying to fuck, and I've been looking it up all week. I still H- can't get it. H-E-M-O-R H-O-I-D H E M O R R H O I D. Oh, so there's just oh, one extra that was very R. Close. That was actually pretty good. Hemorrhoid. Yeah. So it's like yeah. diarrhea. It's so wait, but is a hemorrhoid essentially a swollen balloon knot? Well, no. Okay, it's that's not, what I thought it was. Not, not quite. So a he, uh, a hemorrhoid. If you were to break it down on uh, on Mayo Clinic, it's it's broken down into if you're gonna like the phonetic hemorrhoid, hemorrhoids, uh, also called ugh. Also called piles. Yeah. Yeah, we don't like that. Uh, are swollen veins in your anus and lower rectum, similar to varicose veins. Now, maybe you can get it from wiping. Pile is battery I might, I might, in French. I might pull this back. Uh, hemorrhoids can develop inside the rectum. So those are internal hemorrhoids. Okay. Um, or under the skin around the anus. Those are external hemorrhoids. Piles. Uh, Zaya, have you ever had a hemorrhoid? 
not yet. <laughs> uh, nearly three out of four adults will have hemorrhoids from time to time. Hemorrhoids have a number of causes, but uh, the off, but often the cause is unknown. That's interesting. So let's go to the causes here. Um, uh, causes. This one, I, I feel like Brian probably, if you had a hemorrhoid, it was probably due to this. Yeah. Um, uh, straining during bowel movements. Sitting at uh, this one again, Brian, sitting on the toilet uh, for long periods of time. <laughs> Brian goes to take a shit. He comes back four hours later. <laughs> Brian, I have a question for you about that. It's very short. Yeah. Brief, let's keep it brief. Yeah. Is that every poop or is that like just the once a week poop where you really need to work it out? It's not even a it's it's not even pooping. I'll, oftentimes I'm just sitting and commiserating like like sitting in my With own. Who? Just my, with myself, like with it's his, like a, with him and his butthole. It's is it like called commiserating if it's you and you. If it's a like, is it like a self, like a self talk thing? <laughs> Commiseration is when two people are. Uh, uh, you can't sort of technical on you, you. You can't commiserate with yourself. Can you Google the definition? Isn't of commiseration two people sort of like bonding over misery? Right. 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 Okay. Yes. Over uh, their, over there. Oh, so yeah, maybe what experience. I mean is wallowing in my own self-pity. Yes. I think it's more like okay. wallowing in your own filth, Brian. It, uh, um, honestly, what it, it's more so just like a sitting and enjoying some peace and quiet for like right. a little bit. Yeah. I really enjoy that. And also, I don't think that that is bad for your butthole because it's the same to it me. Is. What's the difference than sitting on a chair like this? Um, because, well, that's I think a good question. I, th- I, I think it's that you, uh, you, because of the nature of the of the fact that your brain knows that you're sitting on the toilet, you uh, you relax your sphincter muscles in a way that is, if if done for a prolonged period of time, I think yeah. is negative. Now, I think that I think that it's different though, in the sense that like you know how like you can train your brain. So like say they say that you shouldn't go and lay in your bed unless you're intending on going to sleep. So you shouldn't just go yep. and lay and relax. I've heard, I've heard that because because your your brain then. Right. Does no longer associate your bed with sleep. It can the also same people say don't so, commiserate with your butthole on the toilet. So, while you're not so what I'm, but but I think right. But I've commiserated with my butthole on the toilet for so long that I don't think it sends a signal that like, hey, relax your sphincter. It's not that. Um, it's. <laughs> I'm glad it, we kept this brief. Yeah, uh, yeah. This was supposed to be brief. Um, uh, I, I thought this was going to be like a rapid fire point of personal privilege. Um, but why you only sit on the toilet for five minutes or less is because. Um, Long periods of time on the toilet compress nerves in the perineum, which can lead to temporary numbness, and that can lead to hemorrhoids somehow. I don't What's know. different about that than sitting in a chair? I don't know, Brian, but let's just move on. There's more causes. One is having diarrhea, which I have all the time. I don't have poop that's not that. Or constipation, which I think that kind of falls into the probably the sitting too long, pushing too hard kind of thing. Um, being obese, being pregnant, having anal intercourse, have eating low fiber, fiber diet, and... Um, Eat uh, regular heavy lifting. Hey, guys, <laughs> I think I figured out why I may have thought I had a hemorrhoid, but I, I, that's why I didn't. Bro, do you lift? I do. <laughs> I have been. Um, have you noticed? <laughs> YouTube, have you noticed? <laughs> fucking, oh, dude, fucking. You are, oh. you are, uh, you are looking. I have, I'm a little, I'm a little I thicker. I have not been lifting yet. Here I am in a, my tank top. Yeah, that's a muscle shirt. So here... <laughs> <laughs> Bros. <laughs> Can't say it anymore, but they used to call that a beater. They used to call that a wife beater. That was the no, name no, of no. that shirt. No, no, wife beaters are um, uh, tighter, and, tighter. Mu- and have mustard and stains. ribbed. That's They're ribbed. Right. Mustard stains. They have mustard That's right. stains. That's They're right. also ribbed. Uh, what a horrible this fucking, what a horrible name for a piece of clothing. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, you can play with that if you want. Um, 
uh, wow, it's there's so much stimulation, guys. If you're not, like, if you're like for folks that don't know, if you're just because I think the majority of well, I know the majority of our listeners just listen, and that's fine. But if you're on YouTube watching right now, we've got a fucking dog running around here like with with nine out of nine energy, and then we've got Zaya walking around just putting cords in her mouth and trying to grab my coffee. Uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of stim. So hemorrhoids. she's so cute. Though. Let's come back to it. I thought I had a hemorrhoid because I started feeling ouchy in on like on my butthole on my butthole and um i don't press any of those buttons that's for sure <laughs> those are those buttons will explode the podcast <clears throat> um and so i felt with my finger on my butthole and i felt a little oh felt, you felt, I felt a, like a i felt a like nodule. a little a little pile Ugh. and was um, it sore to touch and so i was like holy fuck who do i who do i call Midwest hemorrhoids treatment center So I didn't want to suffer. Operation A through G were a complete failure. I didn't want to suffer in silence, so I was like, I told, I told Kira. So I was like, Kira, look, I, I think I have a, he- I think I have a hemorrhoid, and she was like, Oh, okay. How do you like why? And I was like, Well, because I got this like little not nodule on on the outside of my butt. Did you ask her to look? So it hurt really bad, like really, really bad. Yep. Wiping was like, like I couldn't. Mm. I was at the, I was at the gym. And they have the fucking shitty toilet paper that yeah. ruins you. And I was like, I can't, I can't wipe. Yeah. Thank God I own a tushy. Thank God. And um, so she was at work. And so I did. I, I bent over and I spread my arse cheeks as wide as I could. For and who? then I took, for me, for my own pleasure. Okay. And I took a photo of my gaping asshole. I have a I question. Mean, it's not in the mirror. So I mean, I took, it's not I took gaping a, a, yet. It, I gaped it. Okay. Did you have to, did I, you have to zoom in and like crop? Not even because I got the camera so close to the mirror Holy that it shit. was it was it was quite impressive. Wow! Uh, it actually it looked a little bit like this. I have a question for this you. Is a, uh, this you is a shout out for anybody who's watched the new. Uh, I think you should leave. <laughs> she ba- I sent her this photo. Okay, <laughs> this is what this is the best I could do that could show you what I did that would be safe for YouTube. So I sent her a photo of a nude egg. I have a question for you immediately. That just about the photo itself. Did you when you spread your asshole and you looked at it? Mm. Did you see like anything unsavory, like a little bit of poo where you were like, ooh, I just got to kind of clean that and tidy it up before I send the, like, and then took another one? First of all, that would never happen because, again, I have a tushy. Secondly, you take a butt shower every time you poo. Who the fuck is taking a fucking dirty butthole photo and then sending it to their partner? Well, that's what I mean. Because if you took a photo and then you realize, you know, say you didn't have a tushy, some people, and you realize there was a little bit of brown. Guys, that I wanted this hemorrhoid maybe, thing to last three minutes. I was but, looking at a, a house on viewpoint yesterday, <laughs> and it gave the place you was a, the place was a tra- God, the place dude. was a trash pile. Some people just don't think well, about that before they take photos. I do, <laughs> I do and uh, it was clean. Anyway, when I saw the photo, I went, "Huh, maybe that's a zit." And so I sent it to Kira, and she went, "Baby, that's a zit," and it was the craziest zit, literally. On the border of my bum hole. You can get a zit there? I think you can get a zit can get a anywhere, zit anywhere except the soles of your feet. Anywhere there's a anywhere there's a pore. Right, I guess. But are there are pores there on of, your butthole? Are there soles of uh, are there pores on the soles of your feet? I don't know. I, can you go, I can you know, Google Jared, can you Google are are yes, pores all over your body? Are 
pores. Are there any? Is there everywhere. anywhere on your body where you don't have pores? Are pores everywhere? Pores are tiny openings in your skin that release oil and sweat from your glands. Clogged pores can lead to acne. Yada yada yada. Um, I feel like you yeah. must have pores everywhere. However, they can occur anywhere on your body, including your scalp, neck, back, shoulders, butthole, and chest. Doesn't say butthole. <laughs> Doesn't say butthole. <laughs> All right. Uh, so anyway, I don't have a hemorrhoid, and that is this week's edition of Midwest Hemorrhoids Treatment Center. Don't suffer in silence. So don't suffer in silence, folks. On the whole, Preparation H does feel good. And also, um, we should be able to look at a little porn at work. Uh, again, <laughs> shout out to, I think you should leave the new season. It's amazing. All right, moving on. Second point of personal privilege. I got diagnosed with. That's a great song. Yeah, so I got uh, I got ADD. Welcome to the team. Yep. And um, Brian, don't act like you have a formal diagnosis. Uh, I do have you, a formal can diagnosis. You, can you not trample on? I didn't his go experience, to the. Please. I I have a formal diagnosis. I thought you did not. No, I do from my doctor. When did that happen? From my family physician, a doctor, you, a doctor you, named Doctor Lonnie fucking Herman. Didn't you pay attention Sorry. in our? I in thought. Our, remember, I thought you said I would like to be assessed for that, and then. Your doctor referred you, and then you decided not to follow through with it. No, my doctor gave me the diagnosis, and he would not refer me to the ADHD clinic because he thought that the guy that Jeremy went to see was batshit crazy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Gonna have to bleep that out. (laughs) Little, uh... Why? Well, you you have to say the guy's name. (laughs) And also, dude, just be careful. Whoa. Careful with us. We didn't name any... We haven't named any names. I did just say Dr. Lonnie. Herman, oh, which is not the doctor that you were talking about. That's another, that's another quack doctor who doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about, uh, which we will probably talk about on the show at some point. But moving on, I have I might I, I have ADHD. Uh, I'm not going to get treated um, as far as I know, but um, it's good to know. And my my third and final. Is that it? That's all you yeah, want? Yeah, I wanted to get through the shit like fucking 15 minutes ago. Uh, final point, point of per- personal privilege. And I got to run this by you guys. Can we start? Can, and you know what? When I say by you guys, I mean you guys and you guys. Can we <laughs> all begin? Guys. Can, all guys. All people. All people. <laughs> all right. No discrimination. No either. discrimination on this. I need everybody backing me up on this one, including you, Zaya. Okay. Can we just all take a moment to just be okay? Like, I don't think I don't think shaming people is good. I don't think kink shaming is good. I don't think fat shaming is good. I don't think, you know, body shaming uh, any any kind of shame is bad. Mm-hmm. But I have one shame that I would love to be throwing out there and that's hanky shaming. Can we just start hanky shaming fucking people? I mean using a hanky? Dude. Yes. I thought that was kind of like a television teach move like film trope well unfortunately uh it's not i've seen it and i've been seeing it you know if i see Do you mean like a sneeze rag dude yes hey, look look listen to me if i see a 75 year old man pull out a hanky and fucking blow into it and then put it back in his pocket <clears throat> yes that's gross <laughs> i feel sick but also he's 75 right like, it's a different like, time. Like, like racism with old people. Uh, nah, a little bit different. <laughs> a, little, a, little, a little bit different. Uh, don't accept that one. Uh, uh, but but you get it. I, 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 no, I don't. I, I, I don't. I don't. I don't. The hanky thing, the, the hanky thing I kind of get in the sense that, like, 
they just they just didn't they just weren't they just don't know they just they just didn't at a, at a point in time we just didn't know about ick i disagree i i think hankies are okay That's because it. okay hold on brian hold on i'm not finished i i said 75 year old now you're telling me because this happened this happened four times in the last week I went Four to the gym. I went a, to the I went that to, is a lot. I went to the gym. Same hanky user. There was one particular hanky user at the gym who is fucking our age. Oh, that's yeah. rough. Who pulls out the same hanky all week unless he's got unless he's got a could have been a four pack. A, a fucking four pack of the same yeah. like Dude, it's design. Gotta, it's got you know what? It's got to be an eighteen pack. If it's if you're using a hanky, it's got to be an eighteen no, pack. No, that's that defeats the purpose of using a hanky. Are you are you actually serious that you were okay? So, so yeah, let, let me I'm just a, say this: guy pulls it out of his pocket, right, and does this, <laughs> and then and then takes it. And look, I just did that as a joke using my mouth. I have snot on my hand. Now. Of course you do. So so then he takes it and and your hands and, are gross and fold, and then folds it and puts it back in his pocket. Yeah. Okay. Now you think. That that shouldn't be fucking called out in public and shamed. Totally, I think that that shouldn't. Fuck you, Brian. I, I think so. So I respect that because I, it's not that I don't think Point it's dirty. Privilege. Point of personal privilege. It's yes. it's not that I don't think it's dirty, and personally, I wouldn't do it. But to somebody who I know why Brian's okay with it, because it's environmentally friendly. No, that's not why you're okay with it. Why? Because, because I have a because snotty nose. You need a fucking hanky, Brian. <laughs> yeah. Like you're the person that needs a hanky. Yeah, exactly. And like, but don't and, carry a hanky. And carry you, know a, you do need a hanky. I I'll say this personally. Oh, God, it's fucking personally. Gross. Personally, I love paper towel. Like it, sure. having paper yeah. towel in the kitchen to like just you know even dry stuff off and then throw it in the recycling or whatever. Yeah. Like I I don't find that that's bad, but Maddie doesn't like buying paper towel, so we use right. like. Dish rags for everything. It's a big we're thing. It's, it's a big larger issue where Brian's very pro deforestation. Matt is very anti. <laughs> but, but I respect. So, but my point <laughs> is, is that even though it's not my choice, like it's not my preference to use dish rags, I respect the fact that Maddie wants to try to be more environmentally friendly. Okay, I and so and in that nature, I feel similarly about hankies in the sense that you know. Should they use paper towel instead to blow their nose? Personally, I would. But also, I respect the fact that if they don't mind blowing snot into a rag and putting it in their pocket and then washing it later, you know what I I'm love? okay with that. You know what I love is if these cameras are off, you would be just fucking going to town no, on this guy. And, but, but because Brian's in public right now, he's like, no, I want to like maintain my fucking empathetic image. Uh, guess what, bud? It's fucking gross. If you see it in public, yell at them. I don't yell think we them. should be shaming people And for here's that. the other thing. Okay, so how about this? What are your thoughts on what are your thoughts uh, for, for, for the for the argument sake of environmentally friendly? What are your thoughts on um, someone who just you who uses uh, someone who uses a. A pad, a period pad, a washable period pad, like like those strips that you have on the, the carpet thing that cl- like, like sprays the carpet. Uh, right. Like a Swiffer. Wait, uses like a disposable? Yeah, no, one? no, no, or no, 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 non-disposable. You, you just, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a reusable diaper that you use for the oh, whole like period panties period. or whatever. Like the mm. the ones that are like like reusable. You put them in the wash or whatever after you use them and bleed. Them. <sighs> yeah, I guess it's the same thing, and that's what, I'm okay with that. Yeah, you right. Got, you got me on I that. Mean, you got me you on just, that. I mean, yeah, I was, I was trying to, I was trying to say something. That I was would curious. I was trying to say something that, was, that would ick it to Nikki. I get it, and now I take it back because the period panties are a great idea. I get it. Right, so, but, the, but the hanky thing is fucking stupid. What's more, here's here's my question: Is the period, you, is the, the what's period more, panties are a different thing though? Because you're perioding 
consistently. You're not sneezing. You're not going through a 24-hour sneeze period. I have a question for you. Here's, here's, here's a better question is, what do you, what do you think... Personally, is more gross, blood or snot? No, here's why I take back the period. Here, here's why I take back snot. snot for sure. Here's why I take back right. the period thing because the period thing. Let's use the the panties for example. Someone's on their on their period. They put the panties on. They have their period. They take the panties off in the bathroom. They wash the panties. Yada yada whatever. This fucking dude at the gym pulls out his hanky, like wet snot. And this is the other thing. You can see the wetness in it. Like he, he, it was the third time probably he used it that morning. So he pulls it out, snots it. His hands are obviously covered in snot. And instead of going over to grab fucking, what do you call it? A hand sanitizer. He just grabs the weights again. And it's like, dude, Oh yeah, that is disgusting. That is disgusting. Did he wash the weights, weights down after he used them? I don't fucking care if he did or not. <laughs> Question. Do you guys wipe weights down? Yeah, we I do. wipe your shit down. I yeah. do. Yeah. Because yeah. I haven't been in the gym in a long time. It's like it's, it's kind of a, generally like everyone does it. Now. It's a it's a new thing yeah. that like everybody just I every, mean new does, it's new to it's new everyone. to everybody. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Ev- like before there was people who were considerate who did it, but like if somebody didn't, you wouldn't necessarily look at them and go, What a piece of shit. Yeah. But then post COVID, it's yes. been like it's oh, like, that whoa. person didn't do it. They're fucking totally, yeah. yeah. I wipe weights down even when I was I mean, I haven't been going I haven't been to the gym since I was like like regulars since I was since you're bullying 18. teens. Yeah, since I was a yeah, since I was a bully. Um and I believe I did even then at the sportsplex. Like they were very adamant about it. Yeah. <laughs> you're also like sweaty too. So like if you're obviously leaving like like yeah. like if if you're totally. leaving yeah, I was it leaving moist, marks. It was it really, was it was obvious. Yeah. It was like it was like it 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 was noticeable that I had been there. Yeah. So um so so just so uh I don't want to hear from you anymore, Brian, about this, but Taylor, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on the idea of, of openly publicly shaming hanky users that are of the age of 45 and under? Oh, I mean, if you're if, 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 50 and, it's, if, if, 60 and under. Okay. If my dad was using, it, I'd still fucking call him out 60 and under. Yeah. It's fucking disgusting. Definitely don't do it. Anybody who <laughs> even you. remotely thinks <laughs> that you should be doing it for any possible reason, such as somebody sitting directly across from me, they're, Fucking dumb. Thank you. I just want to and, say, Jerry, you totally yeah. sold yourself on the fact that people could use pankies when you brought up the period panties. No, I didn't because <laughs> I because I was I you was did make the case harder for yourself. I, will I, did, I, will, I did. And also you brought it up knowing that you agree with the use of period panties. Yeah, I know I do, but I, it, I I mean it was a lapse of judgment in that moment. Yeah, he um, just he just he he, he just I, it doesn't it doesn't change my it doesn't change my stance. Dude it's I, gross. I, I, you I, have your opinions. That's I, at fine. the gym, I literally, I literally did this this morning. I went. He did it. I went. Oh. I went. Oh. A hanky is a hanky is super gross. It, it is so. Gross. It is a. It is a. It is a social relic, is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And we should leave it firmly in the past. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Like, what were some of the social relics that they did in the like aristocrats did like to hide their smells and stuff? It was just fucking gross. Like they would just like stick potpourri under their armpits but like or like you know it was like the first version of deodorant yeah but it like didn't work you know right it was just everyone was nasty like it was just fucking nasty back then and that shit that hanky shit was happening back then (laughs) yeah yeah, what do you guys think? So just, angry. just to be like, I'm also uh, so annoyed that we've been on this for 30 minutes. To, to be, to um, to like be a little bit um vulnerable and open up about our own security insecurities. Like, what do you guys feel is your um that you're most insecure about yourself in terms of like smells? Like, what what sort of smells does your body admit that admit that you're insecure about? 
Do you have like stinky pits? Like, no, I mean, I'm not really insecure. If I, if stinky I have stinky breath. pits, like whatever. If I had tonsil stones, I'd be, I'd be probably be pretty insecure about that. Or tonsil stones. Um, they are really nasty. They are these. I mean, I had them once when I was like a teenager. They're. I've had them before. They're, uh, they're. I think they're like a slight infection in your in your tonsils, but it's like these white stones that form behind your tonsils, and and when when you have them, they they sort of like they calcify, they get bigger, and you can like flex your tonsils to find them, and you can like sort they're of like little white, yeah, sort and you of can like sort of you yeah. can like sort of pop them out, but they are, man, they smell. Like I smell like dick cheese coming out of your mouth. That's oh, what, I mean that's exactly what, that's that's <laughs> dude. I feel that's... like dick cheese and tonsil stones are the same thing. They that's look totally, the same. Yeah. It's like they actually sm- they smell they actually do smell a hundred percent. Oh wow! Yeah, but that's like you, but you can't you can't taste it or smell it. Like oh thank God. Yeah, but when you t- when it comes out of your mouth, uh, it, I mean if you had it and you were talking to me, like I might be able to smell it. Wow, it's bad. Okay, yeah, I don't have anything in that department, Brian. Sorry. Yeah, you um, obviously do, but. We don't, you don't need to say it. You yeah, obviously I've, do since you raised it. I have really bad morning but, breath. Right. I think I probably do have bad morning breath, but I don't notice it. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I find most frustrating about it is that when I get up and brush my teeth in the morning because my mouth fucking tastes shitty, especially when I wear my retainer. Um, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, when I get up and brush my teeth and then I go to drink coffee, I feel like my breath still stinks. Like It feels like there's almost like no getting rid of it because... It's just replaced with like the smell of coffee breath. Yeah, I think brushing your teeth is probably the proper route. But then, like, but then you drink coffee for an hour, and then I usually uh, oh, leave the house oh, before it gets, I. Oh, it, gets, it just goes back to the same thing. Just it's like. Do you not, ever smell a hemorrhoid? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on. Yeah, let's um, move on. I have uh, so guys, I'm I'm a I'm technically a certified death doula. That's awesome. Yeah, congrats, dude. Yeah, thanks. Um, it was uh, so I did my death doula training through the uh, Institute of Traditional Medicine. They were amazing. It was a really lovely course. Learned a lot. What's um, the what's the what's the thing that you were most surprised about learning in your experience uh, in the course? There wasn't much surprise, but there was, and I actually wanted to talk about this. There is. Uh, I wanted to talk to you guys about the notion of a. Uh, conducting vigil for someone who's dying. Mm-hmm. This was the thing that I found to be the most interesting throughout the uh, course of the the program. And so, um, do you guys know, like? I, I feel like I might have spoken about it, but like, do you guys know what vigil, like holding vigil, is for someone who's dying? I no. mean, I I know I, I'm familiar with vigil more from the se- in the context like the of candle like, lit one that yes, occurs like, after yes, somebody like a, dies. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. A, like when a mass shooting or like a tra- like a tragedy yeah. occurs or something like, and it's very public. Yeah, anyway. yeah. So like, I think the 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 idea behind a vigil is to like is to like honor the person who is dying and who has died. Um, so it's it's basically like different a, a, from like a wake or a yeah memorial yeah yeah yeah, service. yeah it, it it because it typically a vigil typically takes place as the person is facing their imminent death and, and oh, of course so while like, they're still alive while they're still alive yeah so so like for the for the example for the sake of like keeping this sort of simple as we kind of talk about this you can just imagine um someone who's on their deathbed someone who is like five six days away from from dying. Um, so the, the idea of a vigil is like a, it's like a formal plan to ensure the person has a, a 
quote unquote good death, right? Um, so, so the idea of a vigil typically it it um, it begins when the person who's actively when the person is actively dying. So mm-hmm. between the stages of like two to four days uh, prior to their death, and um, and when a vigil when the vigil like starts taking place, especially like as a, as like for like as a as a death doula, what you want to ensure is happening is that there's like around the clock care in in shifts of like three to six hours, and that you're like kind of following this this vigil plan that was set by this particular person when you or say their particular family. When you say around the clock care, do you mean um like emotional care from like family members and and or like or do you mean like healthcare providers providing like in in this sense, no, I'm not I'm not talking about like healthcare. Yeah. I'm just talking about yeah, that like kind emotional of like, like the support, care of like sort of. of the of the immediate family, perhaps the death doula. And like this is you don't need a death doula to, to like perform vigil. Um, uh, but one of the, one of the like roles of death duel is to like, is to encourage the idea of a vigil to be there during vigil to help support anything that they might need. What's, what's like essentially happening during a vigil? Like what, what sort of actions? Are yeah. So, place? so I'll go through that. Um, but before I do, this was actually something that I thought was really interesting. Um, another part of like another element of, of, of during vigil is to, normalize and like discuss the dying process for um for uh, let's uh, let's just pause this i can't i can't think it's a a lot donut hey come here think of your favorite one-hit wonder or that overpriced toy your parents would never let you have or that tv show that no one else remembers because it was canceled way too soon Now, what if we could fix it? I'm Francesca Ramsey. And I'm DeLon Grant. And after 20 years of friendship, we are now hosting a new nostalgia podcast called Let Me Fix It. Each episode, we'll dig into our favorite celebrities, shows, and brands of yesteryear, and then imagine what it would take to repackage them for relevance today. Think of our show as an intervention, but with way less stakes. So subscribe to Let Me Fix It wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Okay, we're back. That was, uh, holy shit, my mind almost exploded. We had another dog come into the room with another woman and with your wife, another random woman. And another random woman. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Who are you and where I, did you come from? I couldn't focus. So we just- We're uh, so, now focused. So we're back. Baby's gone. Donut's asleep. And uh, where was I? She's I was, very much still with us on Earth. <laughs> that's right. She's just not yeah. in the room. She's no longer with us. Um, so <laughs> right. as I was saying- um, the, the right so so one of the death duel's roles like during vigil is to try to normalize the process of dying for the people that are there because there's all these things that happen to a body when it starts to die that for someone who's never seen a dead body or never been around someone who's dying might be like a little off-putting mm. and a little scary um so uh, like what cyanosis you know what cyanosis is no. not. might be pronouncing that wrong but i think it's called cyanosis so it's when you're like the tips of your fingers and like the tips of your ears and like your lips can turn like really blue mm. and so these are these are like imminent signs of dying so when cyanosis oh. happens it's like the like wow. the 
the the mean time to death is like five hours. Is that wow, that's, that's really? really interesting? Right? Because, Whoa! Because so it's kind I, of like the blood is like leaving your extremities and like starting to protect. So is that what's so happening? the circula- so the circulatory system is kind of shutting down, which then which then also leads to molting. Molting is another. So molting is um it's like splotchy skin, mm-hmm. um and then and when you see molting, like on the on the soles of the feet or like the or like the hands, um. That's that's uh, that's around like two to three hours of de- to death. Whoa, um, that's crazy. So I didn't know that because oftentimes yeah. you hear stories of like uh, healthcare providers like calling family and saying like the time is now. That's like it. It's, Those it's are the, to, I always wondered how just, they knew yeah, so yeah. well. There's like other it, things. There's like like the, the extremities start to get really cold. Um, the body kind of stops moving. Limbs and joints can become very stiff. Um, the eyes can like be partly open and and like. Um, and like unseeing, like not really seeing very much. Um, sudden changes in skin color. The eyes might like roll up into the back of the head. Dude, dying is the, so wild. Then there's the yeah. the the smell of death. Uh, sometimes mm. can be can be a part of that. I feel like which which like that. I feel like that's a very. I feel like smell. I know that. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like yeah. I feel like we. I feel like a lot of people, kind of intuitively yeah. or subconsciously, know that smell it's like biologically from like. From like maybe a childhood experience when you went to visit a grandparent or maybe oh. even a great grandparent in the hospital or a home or something where where they were where you were like very young. I think when I think when I think about it, mm. that's where that comes from. That's for me. just the smell of patchouli. Is it? Um, uh, <laughs> is it? Is a death doula kind of like a like like funny. a death narrator? Like, do you have like a script that you sort of like guide people no. through? Is like like. No. Like I imagine a family sitting next to their now their the loved bolting one. Yeah. has begun. <laughs> yeah, like the, the <laughs> skin starts to change until death. <laughs> yeah, the family are now feeling a bit uncomfortable <laughs> that I am speaking like this <laughs> into a megaphone. But that would be kind of cool to have somebody narrate that well, in I mean, a way. I mean, I mean that is comforting amazing. to to know. I mean to. To understand what you're yeah. seeing, because that, I mean that is what you're doing. Like you're, you, essentially for the, yeah. for the people who might need not it, like how right? Jer was doing it. No, right. no, 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 no. <laughs> no. But like the idea <laughs> of like having somebody <laughs> sort of make sense of what you're seeing yeah. happen totally. Because yeah. I can imagine, yeah. like even you just saying that now, I'm like, oh fuck, okay. Well now, oh. if I'm like, you know, with my grandparents as they they're passing and and that stuff starts to happen, now that stuff would be less scary unfamiliar to me I'd, i would kind of have even just in you explaining that like have some sort of sense of what's going on and yeah. be able to like process that you know even just a little bit better I, I don't know but are those things that everybody is noticing and just doesn't know what the fuck's happening you also have to you also as a death duel you have to play this at right. all at all times you just let this play as you go the molting has begun Watch. Nope. No, no speaking. We have to let the, we have to let the funeral march play through. Um, uh, yeah. So so that that was stuff that I found really really fascinating. But um, but the vigil part is really beautiful. So and and, and I don't have an, any intentions of um, working as a death doula. I didn't take this training to be a death doula. I, f- I find I, I've taken a lot of like courses and trainings and things in my life with zero intentions of actually putting it to use just doing it out of my okay. own curiosity. Like I was saying this to Kira the other day. I was like, Oh, that's, that's cool. I'm a, I'm a certified death doula. And she was like, wow, what a neat thing to, to be able to say. And I was like, yeah, 
yeah, right. And I'm a, I'm a certified whitewater kayak instructor and a certified whitewater raft guide. And I'm a certified uh, forklift operator. <laughs> she was like, Yoga teacher? what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, yeah, well. Are you certified forklift operator? Yeah, yeah. Did yeah, you, when, I was like, that? when I was like 17. See, Dude. I've operated a forklift. I don't know. I don't think a certific. I don't think I ever underwent the certification. I, I don't think you need it. <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't think you need it. I think but you do, guys. I feel like Workers' Compensation Board is pretty adamant that you got it. I, I don't know if you, you guys. Do. They, know, they say you do. I don't know if you but guys. If you want to just drive one around? It's pretty easy. You know, I'm not sure if you guys simple. remember our friend from Wilsaw, Montana. Oh God damn it! Yes, um, yeah, we Taylor, got, you we weren't a lot there when we, we talked got a about flack it, for talking about that the way we talked about it. Well, yeah, it was more so trying to find humor in an. I mean, it was it was a really hor- horrific accident. It was more so accident, the way that the TikTok was edited together. I think <laughs> yeah, that yeah, caused the problem. What happened? Oh, uh, you know, you what? weren't here <laughs> for another for another time, not in front of cameras. Okay. So, um. So the so let's get to the vigil. It was actually Lauren's fault. To be <laughs> fair. <laughs> No, it wasn't. It was amazing. <laughs> Love Lauren. So, um, here are some uh, here are some elements to a vigil. And after I go through this, maybe you guys can like tell me what you think you would want to see at your vigil if you were on your deathbed. So, um, here are just a few elements: uh, incorporating the the um, the sacred clean, uh, clearing and beautifying the space. Um, so, like like making the place feel really sacred, or like or adding things. Or like coming up with not rules, but like requests for people to follow to make the space sacred. Um, placement of the bed is really important. So like, where is the bed going to be sitting? You know, is it is it is it going to be sitting by by like a large window so that you can see outside? Is it going to be will 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 the bed have access to like a balcony or something? Yeah. I want I want a bunk bed. <laughs> okay, um, for one. Closer to heaven, <laughs> you're like closer to the creator. <laughs> that makes sense. And that's very, that's very great. And yeah. two, I'd never had one growing up, and so it'd be cool to have yeah. one on the way out. Um, music or and or sounds to have mm-hmm. in the space. Yeah. Um, readings, so things that you would want read to you. Um, scent is a big one. Um, objects around or or on the bed, um, like meaningful objects. Um, guided imagery or like visualization meditation uh, to be like be like to to be led through as you are dying um touch and and holding those are two big big things for a lot of people and uh and can be very like specific so you know maybe maybe you are on your deathbed and you want you really want either either the death doula or your loved ones to like to be uh to like hold your hand or or like stroke your hair or or like have your your partner like like hold you, cuddle you in the bed or, or, or maybe you're like, you know, you want all those things, but like, I, you don't want your feet touched or you don't want, you know, or you want your feet touched or you only want your feet touched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only touch my with feet <laughs> with certain creams <laughs> and yeah. oils. Yeah. I mean, maybe, yeah. Um, or you want your feet licked. <laughs> well, Dude, yeah, I don't fucking know. world's yours. As thing. soon as it molts, as soon as the molting on. kicks in, start licking. The world's your vigil. Um, interactions with family and friends. Um, so, you know, who do you want there? Who do you not want there? Um, continuation of legacy work. So legacy work, uh, a good example of legacy, legacy work. Uh, I'll refer to our, our old friend Leighton. Leighton did the project. Um, it takes a village. Like that's a legacy project. So like what, you know, creating a legacy project is also a part of like the death doula's job or can, can encompass the death doula's job where, 
you work with the, the dying person to like formulate a legacy project? What is the thing that you want to do to like make meaning of your life and leave behind for the, the ones that you love? How does that, how does that change or differ when there's like a young person dying versus like somebody who's in their seventies or eighties and like, what is a legacy project? What could a legacy project look like for somebody who is, who, who is old and might already have like a pretty firm legacy established, whether it's through children or yeah, so work or whatever they you know were up to in their life. I think that I think that the idea of a legacy project is a little bit more specific to an actual activity or thing that you do as the dying person to make meaning of the time that you've spent here. So yes, of course you're going to have you know if you're if you're a seventy year old man who's dying, of course you have a legacy that you're leaving behind. If you have a family, mm. if you you know, if you, you've achieved these things in your life that you'll be remembered for or whatever. Um, but a legacy project itself is like, okay, let's look back at all those things. How do you want to, how do you, how do you want to, what is it that you would like to do to, to honor and, and remember that and, and perhaps have something in place for those who love you to look back mm -hmm. on so that they can honor and remember you, right? I mean, something I, honestly, like more something tangible, something tangible, like yeah. a scrapbook or yeah, exactly. Or, do you but do I mean, you like, think people like, should think, have to have legacies? Like in the sense, it, so if somebody feels comfortable with the idea of dying and doesn't feel, you know, like the the desire to quote unquote leave a legacy, and they're just like, hey, I, like I spent my time here, and I'm good with that and I don't necessarily need to leave any sort of legacy behind. Do you think that's an okay thought? You're, you're actually not allowed. Of... You're not allowed. They, they won't let you into heaven <laughs> I think unless you've worked on your legacy. The thing that I hear it's, in that, it's the homework to get accepted into the gates of heaven. I draw, I draw a, I draw a very, um, I draw a comparison to how I used to feel and how I feel now about taking photos and like making photo books, like not something that I really mm. gave a shit about. Kyla, when, when we had Zaya, Kyla was like very adamant. Like mm. for the first year, I want to make like a book for every um, like three months. Mm -hmm. And then, and then going forward, I want like a book that commemorates every year in photos. And I got to say when she like laid that out, I was like, dude, that, I mean, that's a lot. Like, mm -hmm. and like, you know, I, I'm not really that big of a looking back on my own baby photos. And maybe that's because I don't, maybe I don't, maybe I don't have very many. Uh, I, I know that my parents definitely took photos and like had photo books and stuff, but like, I don't look at them now. I don't know where they are um, or if they're still around, yeah. but like now that Zay has been alive for over a year and I look back at those photos, I'm like, holy shit, I'm so happy that we have those as like. So I, I think that maybe I would my take on on what you said there is 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 kind of like it's almost like a gift because death can oftentimes be harder for the other the other the people that aren't dying. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like a gift the, the, to yeah. other. To I others. was wondering if that I, was is, like a sort of selfish idea to think that way because it almost doesn't take into account the people who are who will be grieving you when you're gone and like and like if you think hey I'm actually good like I don't necessarily need that. In, in terms of like some sort of legacy project, maybe it's helpful to think about that for the people who will still be here trying to grieve you so, when you're gone. So like the purpose of a legacy I project, I mean, it can, it can have many different purposes, but like, I think the, the big one, 
when I think about it, the big one is like, is, is expressing meaning, making meaning of the time that you had. But there's like, it's also, it can also be used to shift focus away from like the idea of loss and, and focus more on like lived life, life, life that's been lived. Um, it's, it can like be used to increase like emotional connection between the person who's dying and the people that are, that they are leaving behind. Um, it gives the person who's dying. I think, I think that this can, you can say sometimes it gives the person who's dying like a sense of control over their death. Um, and it's also, it's also like, it's also just great to like preserve the past. You know, it's like for, for, for posterity's sake of just like, mm. of just creating this thing. And again, it doesn't have to be tangible. So like, um, uh, some legacy project, um, examples are like, like you had mentioned sort of memory books, scrapbooks, memory boxes, um, writing letters. Um, there's this, uh, there, some people do these like life scrolls where they like create these scrolls that have like things written on them or things pasted on them. That's epic. That scrolls like are fucking cool. Videos, audio. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, like our, our podcast yeah. has, has kind of, unintentionally created legacy projects for some people that we've lost in our lives. Like, you know, I sometimes go back and listen to like Brandon's episode or, or Matt Amiot's episode. By the way, it's Brandon's birthday today. Dude, I saw the thing today. Mm Yeah. Were those new or were those old? Cause I was going, they look old, but like (laughs) there was a video that was posted today of like a collage of, of videos of people wishing Brandon a happy birthday. Oh my God. That giant ago. penis acapella at the end. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. That so was good. funny. Um, so anyway, just uh, kind of shifting away from legacy and coming back to vigil. Um, the, a couple of other like elements are um, choices about medications. So like what's happening in, in again, cause vigil is taking place during the dying process. So like maybe during vigil, you don't want uh a nurse practitioner taking your blood pressure, mm-hmm. you know, or, or something like that. It's just like, all right, we're like, we're almost here. We want to keep this sacred. Let's not focus on that kind of thing. Um, where should the death occur? And then who should be present for the, the final breaths? Um, so with all that said, um, I want to just give you like a little example that was presented to us in our training of a guy's vigil, this guy named Arthur. And um, this might like help you kind of like, contextualize what a vigil might look like. I just like want to say, someone. before you even say it, like to talk about this example, I, I feel like we should start a new company um, with you as like the resident death doula and we should call it cool death. And yeah. like, and we should just start planning cooler deaths Yeah, because right. don't you think yeah. that most people just die in like kind of boring places? Like how we just like completely disregard what like somebody might want for themselves. And we go in and we consult on how they could, improve their idea we of did. their That's death. Right. Sure, yeah. But, I mean, the cool death guy yeah. is coming at you to make your death the coolest death. <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad idea. Also, not, <laughs> not that we don't, not that we disregard what you want. We just help you make, you take your we idea. just make it cool. And make yeah. it cool. That's, right. That's right. We go like, oh, so this super fucking boring, stupid thing that you want. Yeah. And we're just going to coolify. Yeah. And honestly, we should just... You want to make could, a scrapbook? Cool. Scrapbook of your kids? No. How about a scrapbook <laughs> of just awesome boobs? <laughs> like your favorite boobs. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect soundbite queued up. <clears throat> um, that would be a cool death. All right. So let's, uh, let's go through our, our Arthur's uh, vigil plan. 
Um, so to help create, uh, and this is just like point form that I'll go. Let's through. just think about this while we're going through and think of ways to make <laughs> this cooler. Make it cooler. Uh, I, th- I feel like this was pretty cool for Arthur. Um, so to help create a sacred space, people are requested to take off their shoes as they enter the bedroom and shirts. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sakes. Um, uh, a night table lamp shade covered by a blue scarf, uh, lavender scented candles burning on the desk. Um, the music of Van Morrison playing. That's fucking <laughs> guys. Like guys, this is someone's actual visual. What era of Van Morrison? <laughs> it is like super religious. Van Morrison. Is, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool though. Oh fuck! Um, you made that up. No, I didn't. I, I didn't. This is actually. This was actually a part of someone's someone's vigil. Um, it was their their uh, their scrapbook of uh, of travels open beside the bedside. So like, you know, next to them, like a, a scrapbook of like things, cool, cool things that they did that you can go through. Guys, I feel like it's, it's really funny, but I also feel really bad about laughing. We're not right laughing now. about I, I know, no, yeah. I know, I know, I know. Uh, no blood pressure measurements. So that's real cool. Um, uh, no medications for secretions. Um, Guide a visualization to lead Arthur to his special place. Uh, so drifting, and the, and it was specifically, it was like drifting on a rowboat on a blue mountain lake. That's cool. I mean, some opportunity there to brainstorm <laughs> some different fireworks, fire, fireworks on the lake. But it's so cool. <laughs> um, um, he, uh, there was like specific stuff about like light, light touch. Um, um, key. Oh, this is, this is a great one. So a big part of like when people are dying, uh, is that you like, you dry out, like your lips get really dry. And so there's oftentimes like, mm, um, nurses or, or even doulas like wetting the lips. And, yeah. uh, this is a fucking sick idea. I never would have thought of this, but he specifically wanted his mouth kept moist with the, with these like mango ice pops. He was like, if you're going to be fucking wet my lips, do it with something super tasty. tasty. Yeah. Um, um, when he's, when he's like getting really close talking to him about, about like going into that beautiful white light and just like encourage him to like, let go of his body, man, guys, it's so hard to say this to you, but okay. <laughs> I think we got to move on. Um, um, okay. Well here, there, there is one more cool thing. So after his death, um, put his New York Yankees cap on his head. Backwards, <laughs> guys, guys. Did you add backwards? No, no, yeah, I added backwards. Yeah, that would make it. That would make a it little cool. cooler. Make it cool. Brian just put us into a super silly mood, and then we're trying to do something I'm serious trying. in a silly mood. You know what's funny is when I was prepping this earlier, I teared up and started crying. And, 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 but and this is uh, this is why I now love you're this seeing podcast. it through a different light. This is why I love this podcast. So with that with that in mind, I'm crying too. With that in mind. Um, what like what's a, what's a thing or two that you guys think that you would probably want as a part of your your vigil? I will say that that before the um silly mode got turned on, I was thinking very seriously about this. Um, and I noticed that I I noticed like where in thinking about death I am very comfortable and uncomfortable. Now, uncomfortable is probably a pretty good word to use. Is that 
I am very comfortable with the idea of not being here, of like being gone, but I'm fairly uncomfortable with the idea of the very short period of time leading up to that transition. Like yeah. when I think about like that three to five hours mm. and like all of these things that it's like, okay, we're like, we're prep, we're, we're, we're prepping, we're prepping to go. I'm like, Oh, Holy shit. That is intense. Mm. Like that's because for you, like, like for me, right. for, for me in my own thing, thinking about the, like, I, well, that's what, I mean, when, when you're going through that, like thinking about, um, that immediate, like, that idea of being in that position it's where like, you know that you're about to What's the part that's, that's intense for you, though? Is it is it the thought of everybody, like, what everybody else is going through? No, no. It's the, it's the idea of each decision being amplified mm. by the fact that it's, like, the last decision of that kind it's that like, you will make. It's yeah. the overwhelming so like, feeling that I got when we were talking to it's like getting on, it's like it's like it's like it's it's like packing to go on a long trip you are like where you're going where trip. you're going mm. where you where you where you are ready to go you're ready to walk out the door and get in the car to go to the airport and you're going yeah i mean what did i leave behind what did i miss to yeah. be fair that that time that last couple hours would be a lot easier if there was a half pipe <laughs> in the room <laughs> dude, hell yeah dude dude Dude, dude, Brian, this is your calling. This is your calling, dude. He's going, you just have somebody describing their ideal death. You're like, have you? I just want to put this out here. Have you considered doing it on a skateboard? Have you considered a half pipe? Here's what I'm envisioning. Have you considered Tony Hawk. turning the hospital bed into a car bed? <laughs> Even bunk beds is a step Oh, my God. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, fuck. What about you? I'm just afraid of. <laughs> I'm afraid of that moment. Um, <laughs> I'm just afraid. You sound like you're on mushrooms right now. I'm just <laughs> afraid. I'm so I, afraid. <laughs> but uh, but honestly, I I I agree with that feeling, Taylor. Like I I think of that when we were talking to Audrey and and like her talking about her last meal that she would have and mm. things like that. And obviously, she was going um, through with medical assistance and dying, so like mm. she was um, like fully coherent yeah. going into that last yeah. day. Um, which would just be really, it would be overwhelming. I think it'd be overwhelming. Um, you, I mean, obviously you'd feel for the people who are going to be left behind and have to grieve your loss, but also it's fucking scary. Like, I mean, for, especially like as a person who is, you know, like agnostic or like a, you know, an atheist probably to, to some extent, like um, just believing that there's like, this is sort of it. Mm-hmm at least in like this form of consciousness, like it's like, okay, mm. that's, that'd be an overwhelming feeling. And mm. so, but it's, I, I'm curious and it'd be hard and to obviously think of what you to do. cannot know this until you get there and you can't really ask anybody because if they've gone through it, then can't ask them. Yeah. Um, but like, I also wonder if that sense of like that feeling that we feel now when we think about it is less so if you get the opportunity to live this like, you know, very long life where you are at a place where you're like, you're tired. I'm good. Like, I'm, I mean, what else am I doing? 
realistically. I mean, obviously you can do, you can do things, you can carry on and you can like, you know, be functional, but like, even if you get the chance to live a very long life and a very long, healthy life mm-hmm. where you are only going through a period of, of, you know, um, quote unquote dysfunction, meaning like you, you have a, you have like a, your quality of life is declined significantly. If that period of time is very insignificant in terms of time, mm-hmm. like in the realm of like three to six months, I think is like pretty ideal. Then do you feel like you're, do you have that same sense of like, it has to be perfect or do you feel the, the weight? Cause that, that's, that's what I feel. That's what it feels like to me. It feels like the weight of making what I feel is the right choice for me mm-hmm. and not really knowing exactly what the right thing to do is right. and if that in that, terms of a vigil yeah and yeah. that feels heavy i i think well, I, uh, one thing i would that's like a, that's interesting two things that i know i don't want um if yeah. possible is one thing i know i don't want is anything religious yes um, right perfect great that's uh, a great example um probably what you don't want is a good place to start yeah, totally yeah. get you to what you do. So yeah. I don't want anything religious before while I'm still here. I also don't want anything. I don't want my funeral to be in a church. Um, I hate going. I don't like going to churches for yeah. funerals. Yeah. As is. I mean, definitely um, write a will. And then the second thing that I, that. if possible, I don't want to die in a hospital. Um, yeah. I just don't want to be in like a sterile yeah. room that doesn't you feel do familiar that. and comfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah, assuming that like, like assuming you don't wind up in there from like you yeah. know taking a, a, a yeah 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 a bullet yeah. to the femur yeah. or something yeah like uh um uh our friend a friend of ours I'll just, I'm not gonna use his name a friend of ours grandmother just died and mm-hmm. at home yep you know in yeah. in a hospital bed at home yeah you know being taken care of surrounded by chosen family members very like yeah very I think sounded very ideal I'd fucking love to die outside that'd be cool. Like in the sunlight. You know what? I, you know what I would actually oh, just came to me. You know what I'd love? You guys are gonna dig this. I think I would love to have like a very specific chosen video from Cool Worlds playing, or Ooh. like the sound from Cool Worlds, like traveling through the universe Ooh. with with uh, David Kipping's As voice. Lays on his bed. Yes, I would love. Yes, so, I would yes, love. I would love my death that's, to be narrated by David. Kipping. That's a cool thing about yeah. AI voices now is that like you could actually prepare something in your like favorite, you know, narrator you to go. have play. I would love that. That'd be yeah. cool. That'd be cool if you had like like the death doula sort of, sort of narration of like the molting thing in your favorite narrator's voice. When I listen to David Kipping I mean, take that, me on a journey across the universe, I feel like I'm ready to be dead. I mean, that, that, that's kind of a part. Like that's kind of already sort of in, you know a, a a big part for a lot of people with their vigil is like guided meditations or like guided visual sort of narrations if you will mm-hmm. and um yeah i mean like doing it that way would be kind of cool because like, i think it takes you to a place that like removes you from mm-hmm. the uh maybe for lack of a better world like terrestrial worries mm-hmm. that we Mm-hmm. Are, that we succumb to yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah. I want my back scratched. Yeah, of course. Again, yeah, like like sense. the thing that it, I find it really interesting that like the thought of it overwhelms you because because um, I I don't have that thought about when I think about this. Mostly because the way that I I think about my vigil one day when I when it comes to time time to have that, um, it's as it's as simple as just thinking about all the things that really make you feel good. Mm-hmm. You know, like 
the things that make you feel safe, make you feel calm, make it's you probably feel one of my and few so irrational many worries. Th- there's so many of those things that we have. I actually like, that, I, that you can kind of work into this. Okay, bro, here we go. What do you got? Another, it's not. This is not a cool thing. This is cool, just a thing for me. But, cool but um, for me? Maddie, for one of my birthdays a few years ago, you guys might remember, but she um, asked my friends to like uh, write something, a memory from from like our past that we shared together, and then she put them together into a book. So like. I have this book of like uh, a bunch of people that I love and like all of their favorite memories from our past. I can't. What do you remember? What mine was? I forget what you wrote. Um, but it was really nice. Like it was really. It's and you know probably four or five months ago I looked through and and read some of them again. It's so nice to like Not hear mine, what though. other people. Obviously. I read you. I, I obviously I read both of you guys. Um, but it's really <laughs> nice to to like have to sit back and and remember like the best times that I had was with some of my best friends and so it would be really cool if you had like your loved ones come to you and like just talk to you about yeah you know the moments in your life that yeah. like they remember sharing with you and like the the moments that like really matter to them because it's so fucking hard to remember <clears throat> all of the great things but if people could help you especially when you're fucking molting yeah you know and you're like you're like you're, your fucking lips yeah. are blue and your eyes are rolling in the back of your head and you're you like you're moments speak. away from death yeah like having, having people come having, to you and having people come to you and and speak those things to you while you are literally passing on that'd be like, beautiful that's a that's a great that's a great example mm-hmm. yeah and we can help you plan your cool death <laughs> yeah, like yeah that's right. just go to www.cooldeath.com yeah Actually, we actually couldn't uh, get we couldn't get dot com, so it's dot org or dot <laughs> dot net. Actually, cooldeath.com is a bunch of Chinese letters. Is it a mystery? Let's translate. Can I translate this to English? Cooldeath.death. Cool.death. Cool.death is probably available. Whoa, weird. Cool. We should buy cool it. Cooldeath.com. Free version of the firewall on the. Oh, I got a. I got. It just gave me a virus. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, we we uh, we got to wrap this up. I yeah. know I said at the beginning that we were going to talk about a bunch of other stuff. So next week on Feel Good Friday, we are for sure going to be talking about Sweden declaring sex as a sport. Interesting. Um, Go uh, look it up. Uh, and in What the Health next week, we're going to talk about a woman who spent 20 years in a catatonic state who woke up after doctors treated her for lupus. It's a crazy story, kind of a fucking clickbaity headline. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll get into like, uh, I, I've got, I, I've got some weird feelings about media, which relates to the media, the media at, in general, which relates to the, the Sweden sex thing. But anyway, we'll get into it next week. We can't wait in the meantime, um, support the podcast by going to discord, join the conversation. Super fun over there. We're having lots of fun. Mel, shout out to Mel still posting those daily wordle results. There's a few other Wordle champs too. I actually, you know, they inspired me Mel to play Wordle, words. Wordle a bit last week, and uh, I I've been re enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I never got into it. So come on over to Discord, it's fun time, mm-hmm. and uh, leave a rating and review on the Apple Podcast. Uh, leave a rating on the Spotify mobile app, um, and we love you all for listening. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, thanks for laughing with us in the face of things that are sometimes really hard and scary to talk about. And if you want to be a guest on the show, sickpointpodcast.com. And if you want to tell us about your... Oh, wait, cool- hold on, hold on. You should, you should mention, we do want to hear letters at sickpointpodcast.com or DM us on Instagram, whatever. Yeah. What 
or come over to Discord and talk about it in the episode discussion channel. What do you want to see at your vigil? That's what I was. What would say. you like to have by your bedside? That'd and be amazing. If you add us on Discord, um, and we'll help. Do you, you also feel like we should be shaming those fucking hanky people? No, we should not be doing that. But if you go into Discord and you add us when you're sharing your uh, your vigil ideas, we'll help you make them cooler <laughs> for free. Yeah, and then for, and for free for for, for your now, patrons. for the first three suggestions for, for the Discord. fourth one's going to be six hundred dollars for people on Discord. But um, if you're not on our Discord, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, High demand. And uh, and if you're in Halifax, uh, see you at Rich's show tomorrow night. If you're if you're watching this uh, Shoot, yeah. on Friday, okay, uh, we cannot wait to see Richo Coin at the Seahorse. And uh, thanks to Rich for the theme music for the show. We'll and say Brian, get Brian you. literally just doxed us, dude. We'll say get your ticks, but like I don't know. Maybe sold out. It's probably sold out. It's at the Seahorse, right? So, no, there's tickets. Yeah. There'll be tickets at the door. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, thanks. As always, to uh, Jeff Lonis, we fucking love you, too. Yeah. That is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I am Jeremy. And this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.